Welcome to the History Mystery Podcast with me, Lisa. And me, Jim. Hello. Hi. Um, So we did record a deep dive episode. It was one that Jim was in charge of, but yes, we had some technical difficulties. Yeah, technical (laughs) difficulties is the polite way of saying it. So there's there's a short delay on uh, our deep dive into the Ninth Legion, the Lost Ninth Legion. Yeah. Um, luckily, we have in our back pocket for such eventualities uh, some minisodes. Yeah, a little tweeny episode that I've put together just because I was listening to something the other day and it was talking about the predictions of Nostradamus. Fascinating. And I thought, there we go. We could do something really light-hearted about some of the predictions. So, I don't know, I haven't actually told you the way that we're going to do this. No, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to find what out. What I am going to do is I am going to read out the predictions of mm-hmm. Nostradamus and see if you can guess what they're about. In the original medieval French. Uh, absolutely, because that is one of my many polyglot languages. <laughs> uh, no, I couldn't do, you know, I couldn't probably do it in modern French either. So <laughs> anyway, let's just quickly do a do a little overview, I guess. Yeah, who, on, who, who was who Nostradamus? Was Nostradamus? That's a question to you, Jim. What do you know about Nostradamus? Well, I think he was French. I've made a glib joke about medieval French there without fully knowing. You are correct. He was French. Okay, yeah. Do you know Um, when he was, kind of when he was born? Was it, I think it was 15th century, maybe? 16th century, so 1500s. Right, okay. As you can tell, I, I am not a Nostradamus But very, but very early, so you're, you're very close. It was okay. born in 1503, so... Okay, so he was just a contemporary... Just contemporary with the with Leonardo da Vinci, yeah. who I do know quite a bit about. Which I don't, so... Yeah, but is irrelevant here. Absolutely irrelevant, yeah. <laughs> he was a French astrologer and mm-hmm. seer, and to quote the Encyclopedia Britannica... Thanks to Encyclopedia Britannica. Classic um, source. He was the most widely read seer of the Renaissance. Yeah, that seems so. reasonable. And I mean, he's he's the most fam- He's probably one of the most famous historical, like kind of seers and predictors. Like even in modern culture, his name is yeah. his name is known for what he did, even if the details are sketchy. Sketchy, indeed. Yeah. Um, so he began actually making his prophecies in 1547. So, you know, he was quite a bit older and he published them in a book entitled Centuries. Nice. Or whatever it is in the medieval French, I don't know. Listen to it. I made that up. Yes, okay. And they're written as four-line rhymes. Nice and easy. They don't rhyme in English. They probably rhyme in French. (laughs) This is is one of those things. So, again, when we're looking at the predictions of Nostradamus, obviously... The translations are excellent and impeccable in a lot of ways, but they might lose some of the original... I don't Uh, know. Yeah, there might be subtleties of meaning in the original language that it's difficult. I mean, it's one of the problems just with translation of any text 
is trying to convey the the additional meaning that might be contained within the original language. So there's the, there is that, but we we I guess we suspect that people who have translated these have done a the best job they can. Oh gosh, yes. I mean. Absolutely, yeah. they're going to be experts in medieval French, unlike some of us. So, <laughs> so astrology was at its peak at this time during okay. the Renaissance. So much so that an enlarged copy of his book was actually dedicated to the king at the time, 1558. It will be one of the Louis. Yeah, one of the earlier Is Louis. It not not at that point. Uh, the sun king was later. Sun king I think. was later. Yeah, one of the earlier Louis. One of the earlier Louis, 414 <laughs> anyway. And he actually became physician, physician in ordinary. That's a great title. He's the physician in ordinary. So I guess that that's the kind of your, do- your general doctor. Physician in ordinary rather than physician in weirdness or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure what the w- difference w- is. Was this an official... It's a, that's the official title. That physician was, in ordinary. Was that his... A job, or was he granted that as a title? That that'll tell you. I don't know. He became physician in ordinary by Charles the Ninth. Oh, okay. So Charles the Ninth then in fifteen sixty four. So that's the king. So that that sounds so like not a Louis. Yeah, that sounds like an officially granted court position then. Yes. Okay, got it. Okay, and he was invited to the court of Catherine de. I want to say Medici, but yeah, Catherine de Medici. Catherine de Medici. Um, who was the Queen Consort of Henry II? Yeah, very, very uh, famous French France. ruler of that of that yeah, time. From, so from the Medici family of oh, from, of, yeah, uh, of yeah. fame, the, yeah. the famous Medicis. So anyway, that's the kind of background on Nostradamus. Do you know how many predictions are in this book? Oh wow! Well, if you called it centuries, I'm guessing it's hundreds, unless that was to do with ages rather than numbers. You are correct; it is hundreds, but how many? Uh, I will go with three hundred and ninety-two. Wow. Uh, over 900. Bloody hell. Okay. And only, really, maybe I've seen to talk about maybe 25 of them. And quite a few of those are predictions for the future of uh, things that yes. might happen. Like earthquakes. And Well, predictions about things that have already happened are a bit easier. Exactly. and But there's only a few of those as well. So, um, <laughs> but, but this is one of those that, that so many of these predictions are so general that they really could fit to anything. Yeah. It's like, I predict that somebody in the world is going to slip and fall. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. I mean, that's that, that's all sort of... That's very similar to modern, like, um, close reading and yeah. modern, in inverted commas, psychics, where you throw enough generalisations around and introduce it in an atmosphere where people are inclined to believe. Which was at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so what I've done is I have curated... Let me just double-check how many. Eight. I have curated eight. Excellent. I'm you. looking at... Just to confirm, Charles the Ninth, king from 1550 to 1574. Right, and this was in 1564 that he became yeah. physician in ordinary. In fact, whilst you're a, you could always have a little noodle and find out what physician in ordinary actually is. I will. Um, oh. Classic audio format segment of Man Looks Up Thing on Internet. Man Looks Up Thing. Click, click, click. Physicians in ordinary. Okay. I've just got a list of all the physicians in ordinary. That does not help. Personal physician to the king. 
So I was right. The it's Doctor. Certainly, yeah, certainly in um, in English history, that is what, so I'm guessing that is a, it's an anglicisation of yeah. an equivalent position in the French court. There we go. So, basically, he was the King's Doctor. Yes. Okay, so that's that's cool. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, Nost- well done. So, well done, Nostradamus. Uh, made it big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made a big, popular guy. Okay, so... Prediction number one. Are you ready for this? Okay. Clear the throat. The young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in a single battle. He will pierce his eyes through a golden cage, two wounds made one, then he dies a cruel death. Okay, so that is... I mean, that's that's a fairly standard tale of dynastic overthrow, isn't it? (laughs) Well... Although the the golden cage and piercing through the eyes, so what we're doing is we're looking for a king or lord that was that was killed in battle by their son slash heir and was wearing a helmet and got stabbed in the face. Again, I don't think that's super uncommon in medieval history, but I'm I don't know which one to exactly pin that on. Okay, I've already mentioned him today. To give um, you a little kind of clue. Charles? No, but I've, I've kind of, in passing, I've mentioned a queen related to him. Oh, Catherine de' Medici. Yeah, so it was the... So it's who? It's not Catherine de' Medici. She didn't die in single... In no, no. Her, oh, uh, Henry. The? Second. Very good. So, Henri de. So do you know how Henry died? No, I don't. Okay, so the reason that this has been ascribed to the death of Henry II uh-huh. is as follows. So in 1559, Henry II of France, the older one, senior, lined up to joust the Comte de Montgomery, uh, Montgomery, the young lion, who was six years younger than him okay. on a field in France, uh-huh. fields of combat. Yeah, Both had lions on their shields, so they is this whole thing of the young lion will overcome the older one. Yeah, And in the final pants, Montgomery's lance burst through the king's visor and splintered to pieces, and two shards, one pierced him through the eye, through his helmet, yeah. through his golden cage, and one went into the temple and lodged in his head, and he kept on for 10 days um, wow. in absolute agony. Yeah, that's a rough way uh, to really go. Really what really rough. So the whole so the young lion will overcome the old one. So yep. the two lions on the field of combat in a single battle, so a joust one on one. Yeah. He will pierce his eyes through a golden cage. Yeah. Like the splinter up through the visor and two wounds, mm-hmm. there was two splinters, made one days of cruel death, 10 days agony. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, fair enough. I, I'm. It's not made me a true believer. <laughs> I, I think probably if you search the records enough, there's probably other examples of medieval jousting accidents or where just anything like yeah, that. where two knights fought both carrying a lion on their coat on a very common heraldic symbol. It really is <laughs> one. And the, La- lousy and, with lions uh, <laughs> and the younger one kills the older one so i mean good effort very time very period specific by nostradamus there he didn't specific he didn't say though he didn't say like our king no is gonna bite it in <laughs> no no but, by the farm but it's 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 a good prediction but at that time i think that's just clever Rather than yeah. mystical. No, I agree with that because it pretty much at the time in the 1500s that could 
be yeah. any number because of the way that the um, sort of society worked yeah. at the time. I'll just give him half a mark for that for okay. being a smart ass. A little, a little, a little half smart ass and a Dharma's points. So the second one. Let's go. Okay, are you ready? The blood of the just will be demanded of London, burnt by fire in the year 66. The ancient lady will fall from her high place and many of the same sect will be killed. Well, OK, so that that's a bit more specific and gets a bit more clever, doesn't it? Because well, he, I've heard yeah. I've, from the Burnt by Fire in the year 66, well, I've course. heard something slightly... I've heard a okay. different one as well that says, like, two times 20 and six or three times 20 and six or something. Yeah. But it, people it, it, sort of say it's 66. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that that's good. That That's better because we're getting specifics. We're talking about, uh, again, predicting fire... In a medieval city, <laughs> it's it's not rocket science. It really isn't. Um, but putting putting a definite date on it is cool. So obviously this this has been I'm presuming this has been read to predict the Great Fire of London in 1666. Yes. The the rest of the stuff around it seems to be set dressing, but I'm sure some people have have tried to apply specific events to the the blood of the just and the fall of the the lady and things like that the fall of the lady is the bridge people have said it's to do with the bridge right okay yeah i mean a lot of things fell down during the great fire of london yeah and i have i didn't think that they called the bridge the lady of london or anything like that but hey you know i've not heard that but it may may be but i would think that there would have been more Written about it because that's very, very um, conspicuously absent in explanations. It's kind of like we're just going to skip over this bit. It's probably the bridge. He gets another half mark from me for that one because there's mentioning the date specifically is pretty cool. The rest of it seems just like spooky set dressing. So I mean, I think a lot of people will know about the Great Fire of London, but Mm -hmm. if there's anybody who doesn't, anyone who isn't actually (laughs) British. There was a fire that started in the bakery of Thomas Farriner on Pudding Lane on, I think it was September the 2nd? I can't remember the exact date. It was 1666, anyway. Yes, famously. And it was, um, it, the fire blazed for three days because mm. houses in medieval London were tim- were just built of timber. And yeah. they were all so close together. If you've ever gone through kind of existing medieval streets, passageway, you see how they all kind of lean into each other and the fire would just mm, yeah, get between houses. First it floors just, are, tend to be jettied out yeah. above the ground floor, so they're very close near the roof. Yeah. So the ancient lady is talking about saying about the bridge, even though at the time I don't think it was that ancient. I think many of the same sect will be killed. They're saying it's the peasants, the kind of common people. Yeah. And the blood of the just is to do with the fleas, because they... Brought the plague. Brought the plague. The, oh. in, the, in the preceding year. I think that that's even. I think that's even. I think that. Yeah, get, that I think that even gets like a third. Well, I gave him half a mark for being a smart ass for the first one. At least he put a date on this one, so I'm going to stick with my half mark. Okay, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You ready for your third? I am very ready. No, uh, I'm not. I want a slurp of tea. Okay. <laughs> that's a good plan, actually. I like it. Okay, we're back after a <laughs> after a little musical interlude from Jim as he inhaled his tea. Ready. willing and able for the third prediction. (laughs) Okay. From the enslaved populace. 
Songs, chants and demands, while princes and lords are held captive in prisons. These will in future, by headless idiots, be received as divine prayers. I mean... Be received as divine prayers. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm guessing that this is interpreted as about the French Revolution. You are correct. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Again, I feel it's... It is pretty generic in as much as an enslaved population rises up against its lords and masters. Yeah, that's never happened in history. <laughs> yeah, um, and there's some beheading. I'm guessing that this could also, if you wanted to be, you could also apply this to, like, the Haitian Rebellion, um, mm. that sort of thing, under Dessaline and what's his name? Um, wow, can't remember his name, but yes... But I'm guessing it's about the French Revolution and the, the beheadings is the key thing because of the guillotine being and such the song, a symbol and of the that. Songs. Yes, the I songs. Think the pe- I think I'm just guessing that people, the people who sort of wrote about these predictions have watched Lamers quite a few times. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, they all just stood there with banners singing songs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and probably yeah. not quite so much. But anyway, it says, so in 1789, it was the French, the kind of start of the French Revolution. Yes. The people decided that had enough of the, arist- um, the aristocrats. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just hate that film. <laughs> <laughs> the, ar- the aristocratic rule. And uh, they revolted because the peasants are revolting, as we know. So Absolutely. the peasants, enslaved populace, took control of Paris and told royalty what they wanted and... Royalty said, "No, no, <laughs> bugger off." Yeah, I can't say that in French. No, I can't either. No, anyway, um, so yeah, the um, princes and lords were taken, locked in the Bastille, and beheaded at the guillotine. Yeah, headless idiots. There Head- you go. Headless idiots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I okay. That's um, that's reasonable. Yeah. That's okay. I can actually, I can see how people have ascribed, assigned yeah. it to the French Revolution. Yes. I mean, I'm not convinced that it's anything to do with the French Revolution, because I think after, I think if you've, basically, if you're going to write 900 predictions, you're going to have at least a couple that are going to hit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I could write a book of 900 predictions <laughs> and probably And probably hit get a maybe few. like yeah. a few, a 10, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, Toussaint Louverture, I've just remembered the name of the other Haitian revolutionary. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I just don't know where I dredged that up from. No, I don't know where you did either. Yeah, I'm going to say that's about the Haitian revolution. I like my theory. Okay. He gets another half mark. This next one, we have two prophecies which can be ascribed to this thing. Okay. So it's like... It's like one that I think some people found, like said one of them. Some people say both of them. Some people say the other one. So okay, it's so a bit kind of two like prophecies, two one prophecies, event. one event, gotcha. one thing. Yeah. So from the depths of west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop and his fame will increase towards the realm of the east. Okay, I think, I think I know where this is going. And but yeah. also, beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Into a cage of iron will the Great One be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. Yeah, okay, so he's, I mean, by hitting Germany in that one, he's he's pointed us towards 
I presume, what the interpretation is of being uh, about Hitler. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Also, I'm fairly certain that because people have been like Hister, Hister, Hitler, Hister, Hister, Lister, no, Lister, Hister, Hister, <laughs> Cloister, Cloister, no, we're red dwarfing now. <laughs> so, but Hister was actually, I'm sure, it was like the name of a, a river or something. I'm sure that there's, so, I'm sure that there's, a ne- that it's an old name for one of the rivers in Germany. I'm fairly yeah, okay. certain it's not actually. That if you actually look into it, apart like any deep, any deeper than this sort of surface skin, you yeah. actually realise that actually Hister, it's not refer, it's not saying Hitler, it's saying about a river or something. Yeah, <clears throat> again, I feel like or it, an area. I can't. Yeah, I, I don't buy the Hister Hitler thing. Um, no, I like think you. I, that's that's just trying to. Yeah, it's a bit try hard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think, again, I feel like it could apply to a lot of generic periods when um, some kind of great orator or demagogue mm-hmm. um, uh, roused up troops and headed east. I mean, let's retroactively apply it to various of the Crusades. That yeah, would work. That would work. Um, and, and, and it's... <laughs> I mean, I guess some people are saying it's the child born of the poor people. Well, yeah, I mean, but, but that's all. But that's just one of that's a wonderful legend. The poor, the poor son yeah, that, rises up and becomes. That's great. just classic story trope. That's yeah. not. It. It feels a little bit like uh, Nostradamus was a keen student of history and understood that history goes in cycles and the same patterns repeat. So if you write something fairly generic based on something that has happened hmm. in woolly terms, it's probably going to happen again. You know, I wonder if it's anything to do with him being one of the the most widely read seer of the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, okay. I prefer the first The first one, one is a bit is, more specific. It feels a little bit more... Like, I feel that you can relate those, relate them better. Yeah. That sort of second one feels even more shoehorned. That is very shoehorned. That's that's a big old prediction shoehorn. Yeah. But again, just for a little kind of fact thing, um on April the twentieth in eighteen eighty nine, Hitler was born in Western Europe to very poor parents. Yeah. Uh, he moved through Germany in before well before World War One. Do that again, you just bonged your uh... Yeah. Um he moved to Germany um, in the years following World War One, and um, was famed for his oratory skills. Yes, that's absolutely. how he kind of got people riled up and became. Yeah, he in a lot of ways. Uh, that's how he started by talking in the sort of um, in, the, in the beer halls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the work, at the work, uh, I was going to say at the sort of the work, not workhouses, because that's not what I mean. No, all. no, no. The kind it, of social, like the like the socialist institutes and that kind of thing. Yeah, social institutions. Social institutions, um, not social <clears throat> institutes, because that was very much well not something. Well, although they they obviously um, appropriated the socialist nationalism and yeah, national yeah. socialism was was their idea, their philosophy, which. We don't have time to. to we really to, don't. To, to this is not Stalinist, not that. Hitler. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, oh, yes, he was poor, but he was also he also gained access to the higher echelons of German society during his rise 
and was heavily supported. It's not a pop. He's not a leader of a popular uprising in many ways. I would argue. So, yeah. Okay. I'm. Mm, I'll give him half a mark. You're being out very of two. You are being very no consistent. out of two. Oh, out of two. Oh, is this out of two now? Yeah. Well, it's two predictions. Oh, okay. But, I, so... I don't buy the second one at all. I'll give him half a mark for the first one for telling a good story. Okay, but if you're. But if you you've got to get, do the same across all of them. Okay, well he's got zero marks for the second one then. And one for the half first a mark so, for the first half, one. So he's still on. He's just on half a mark like the rest of them then. Yeah. If so we're just, if of... we're just ignoring the second one because we think it's yeah, he's on no. Well, he's on two out of five. <laughs> we're making this more complicated than it needs to. Forty percent. Okay, fine. Okay, next one. Number five. Near the gates and within two cities, there will be scourges. Scourges? It is scourge. 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 I was looking at it going, that doesn't sound right. There'll be scourges. Right, I'm starting again. Near the gates and within two cities, there'll be scourges like the like of which has never seen before. Famine within plague. People put out by steel. Crying to the great immortal god for relief. Yeah, I mean, actually just reading that through, I'm like, to start with, I was like, oh, I got And then it's like, no. Two cities, plague. Plague put out by steel. Yeah, no. What what have they gone for? The atomic bomb. Dropped by planes. And it's as far as they're saying in that sort of, t- in the 15th century, they're not going to, he won't have known about, so he would so he would have just been like, all of the death, probably a plague. That's what he's predicted. Because there was massive death. So yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not really buying that one. No. So in 1945, the um, U.S. dropped two atomic bombs on Japan within two cities. So within two cities, it was um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Those who were caught in the blast were obviously just. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. What's it? It's not not even vaporized. Vaporized. I was like evaporated. Yeah. No, that's the wrong word. Um, and then the radiation poisoning suffered by those who escaped vaporization was pretty dreadful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Understatement of the day. Um, crying to the great immortal god for relief, as in they were dying in like prayed. Yeah, because. Because in Japan, they were going to pray to the great immortal god. Um, yeah, okay. I, I think that feels very shoehorned as well. I think that the... It's not the reading I would have put on it. That feels like someone has had a brainwave that it could... Two cities, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. How can we make the rest of that fit? Steel. Dropped by... Something with... Plague by steel. Yeah. Steel. Planes. Planes. Yay. Yeah, I, I no. don't think so. I I think that on the first reading of it, because I didn't twig that it's been applied to the atomic bombs, <clears throat> it sounded more like a plague which was... <clears throat> the plague itself was quashed by some form of steel. I would have read that to be that in order to stop the spread of a plague, troops were sent in to kill any infected people or to prevent them from leaving. Steel, swords. Oh, okay. That's that's how that feels like it should be read, the Ooh. way that it was, rather than 
it was the steel that brought the plague and the destruction. Mm. Or um, the way that I read it would be very much like something dropped on crops to kill pestilence. Because if it's to do with famine caused by plague, put out by steel, as in plagues flying, uh, planes flying over and dropping some kind of thing that would kill yeah. things that are on crops to try and stop yeah. some kind of, a kind of crop blight. Yeah, I think there's too many possible yeah. readings of that one. No, absolutely. I'm I'm with you. As I get closer towards the end, we've only got three more to go, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, it sort of it starts to feel a little bit more even more sketchy. Okay, fine. I think we we peaked early. Yeah. Okay. History. Okay. <clears throat> Number six. Earth-shaking fire from the centre of the earth will cause tremors around new city around the new city. Two great rocks will war for a long time, then Arethusa will redden a new river. Okay, so earthquakes and volcanoes then. Um, I mean, I presume that it's been applied to the San Francisco earthquake. No. Has it not? No. (laughs) It's been applied to something that I absolutely do not think that it works. And it's all down to two little words. I don't know then. New city. It's been assigned to the. Uh, it's been assigned to nine eleven. Oh. Earth shaking fire from the centre of the earth, and everyone's like, mm, Hold the fire. On. Yeah, I think I think this is unequivocally about a natural disaster. Oh, absolutely. I'm completely with you. Um, will cause tremors around the new city. Two great rocks will war for a long time. They're saying that's the two towers. No. No. And I have no idea what this Arethusa will redden a new river is all about, but I'm guessing it's the kind of the war, like the blood running. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's it that for me it feels very, very. Um... Oh, man, look something up on the internet. Yeah. Are you looking up Arethusa? Yeah. Okay. So, because I knew and knew the name. Yeah, Greek, uh, Greek nymph who fled from Arcadia beneath the sea, came up as a freshwater fountain on the island of Ortigia in Syracuse, Sicily. So, yeah. So, Arith- some... so he's talking about Mount Etna. Mm-hmm. He's tying it to the Mediterranean. And you would think then that the Arethusa will redden a new river. Surely, I mean, again, I don't know anything about Etna or whatever, but surely that's about water becoming red due to either some kind of, I don't know, like some kind of um, soils or kind of rocks or something, or that kind of red algae that can grow... Uh, After, yeah, natural disasters. After a natural disaster due to toxicity. Or simply a lava flow. A river that runs red. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does want flow like water. Yeah, what he's... I'm sure what he's done is he's just said... He's just looked at the um, Pliny... Pliny's um, description of the eruption of Vesuvius because there are a series of volcanoes down there and he's just said well that's going to happen again Yeah. and he's just the new city so whatever city has been built near a volcano gets destroyed so- sooner than yeah at another point. Yeah, well, that's it because there's there's by that point there's modern settlements built up all around. Uh, historic Pompeii and Herculaneum, um, modern Herculano is still there. Yeah. 
um, Naples so you're just assuming, has grown around. So just assuming that it will erupt again, yeah. which it would not have so been completely... I, I, think he's, I think he's pitching this as either Vesuvius or Etna, and he's just hedging his bets that it's going to erupt again. Which isn't a ludicrous... No, no, I mean, Vesuvius has erupted many times since the AD 79 eruption, yeah. uh, just on a smaller scale. Yeah. It's a dormant, semi-dormant volcano. Yeah. 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 Okay. Stop Zero. shoehorning people. Zero. No, I mean, he's... Oh, it's a great... I mean, it's... Good it's, effort, well, but... well, Well done for your sneaky little kind of... Sneaky little... I know history, let's just say the same yeah. is going to happen again. I I am clever enough to understand that when volcanoes erupt, they don't just erupt once. Yeah. I, I am a learned 16th century polymath. So what do we give him? I think we give him another half mark for okay. that. Because he's, he's playing, he's gaming us. And well done, modern people, for being played by a 16th century uh, French polymath. Brilliant. Okay, two more to go. This next one, um, you only have two of the four lines because the last two lines are about uh, something kind of tangentially related. I'll tell you exactly what yeah, it is fine. afterwards. I can't tell you anymore because it'll just give I us away. I trust you, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. The great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. This is JFK. Yes. Oh, fuck. Okay, so a great man being struck down by a thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. They fine. say that the thunderbolt's the gun. Well, yeah, obviously. Because obviously, cause it, there's a, a spark and some smoke and yeah. a loud bang. and. I can, I can see that. I can see why people would apply that. And apparently they're saying that the, um, the bearer of petition um, is saying that that's to do with the amount of death threats that JFK got. So he was gunned down by somebody who didn't like him, which yeah, you pretty okay. much, okay. So again, just a little fact, just in case you don't, just because, you know, I'm here and I know. Um, it was the 22nd of November, 1963, mm-hmm. and it was in Dallas. Was yes. It? And he was in the car waving to people and a shot rang out and I think it was his head, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's been the head. Right in the head. So, um, <clears throat> the second two lines are about his brother. Okay. About Bobby. Yeah. But they're even more random. Okay. And I just left them out because I just... Are you getting the feeling that as I was reading through them, I was like, oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you're going to... Well... I can't even remember because he died in a plane crash and it was nothing. It was not... Well, it didn't... No, say, no, no. Was, Bobby, Bobby was assassinated. Was Bobby assassinated as well? Yeah, yeah, I by Saran Saran. I can't remember what it said, but it didn't sound... Didn't sound great. No. It could apply to any famous figure who has been shot. <laughs> yes. Could apply to Martin Luther King. Yeah. Uh, could apply to Abraham and he, Lincoln. And I was going to say, and it, yeah, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of petition. So it is. I would read that personally as the death of this person. That person had said. You know, I'm prob- I'm probably going to get assassinated, mm-hmm. but petitioning for change and things to happen, like Martin Luther King, yeah. kind of that's what I would. Yeah, so, someone that. who is politically Some, active. Yes, politically active person predicting their own assassination due to being politically active. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it reads. That was what it would read much more like to me. Yeah. I'm not saying that I buy it, 
But what I'm saying is, if you're going to, if you're going to interpret, that yeah. makes more. It could sense. It could apply to Abraham Lincoln because of obviously him being integral within the Emancipation Act. Yeah. Um, it could be. It could apply to the British Prime Minister Spencer Percival, who was shot by an angry petitioner in the streets. The only British Prime Minister ever to be assassinated. Um, it, there's so many ways that that could apply if you're going to say that thunderbolt equals gun. a gunshot, which is which is fair. Well, let's be honest. Somebody getting hit by a gun is much more likely than somebody actually being struck down by a thunderbolt. Yeah. As far as somebody important and political, yeah. goes. I could probably do a quick scour of the news website right now and find a couple of people who this prediction could apply to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, there you go. What's uh, what's his uh, what's his mark? I think zero marks for that yes. one. It's not very original Sorry. because he's just using classical imagery. The heretic being struck down by a thunderbolt. No, the great man will be struck down by a thunderbolt. No, but in classical imagery, that is it's that the, is oh, a thing right. and legend. Well, the thunderbolts are the weapons of Zeus. The weapon, in, yeah, in the weapons the, to yeah. strike down the yeah people unworthy. he didn't like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And the last one. Yeah, go for it. Out of 900 and something predictions, and this is the last one that... Because I was reading... There were a couple of other ones, one about, like, Charles de Gaulle and so on, but I thought these were the most... These are the ones Mm. you were most likely to get because they're about... Thought to be about more common. I was going to say, and but also about people that you will have heard that you will think of instantly much more than you wouldn't necessarily listen to four lines and go, oh, that's about Charles de Gaulle. Yeah. So that's why I've chosen these. Okay, last one then. Yeah. The lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. Pasteur will be celebrated almost as a godlike figure. This is when the moon completes her great cycle, but by other rumours he shall be dishonoured. Okay, so he's actually mentioned someone called Pasteur by name. Yes, because that's not going to be a common French surname at all. So he's banking Sorry, on the fact that away at in the future, in the future, someone someone with a French with a common French surname Pasteur will be famous for something. Yes. So has this been interpreted to relate to Louis Pasteur? Uh, yes. Yes. How many okay. other famous Pasteurs can well, you? I mean, I I'm about to man looks up something on the internet. <laughs> famous Pasteurs, go go go. Yeah. Well, anyway, whilst he's doing that, I will just say that so. Obviously, Pasteur is mentioned by name, so people have instantly been like, oh, it's going to be a bad Louis Pasteur. How can we shoehorn our kind of our <laughs> thoughts into this? So, Pasteur will be celebrated. Yay, Pasteur. Okay, yeah. So, Louis Pasteur certainly was celebrated and still is. Mm-hmm. That's about as far as it goes. Okay. Um, discovered a micro microbial, like, Microbiotics and like yeah yeah, yeah. Decay, decay and yes and, pasteurization and the pasteurization the, the, well, I was going to say yeah, which is so how pasteurization what pasteurization was you know heating up of milk I think it was to start with wasn't it yes yeah um, mm. and he and he discovered all manner of different oh manner vaccines. of other things but yeah, that was but, yeah. the that was the initial one was to stop people getting sick due to so yeah. doing pasteurization so this this credit with pasteurization and this kind of like microorganisms bacteria and so on that has been 
said that it's the lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. Is it now? It's like, well, I think what people are saying is, well, they didn't know about it, but I would say that that's definitely not being hidden for many centuries. That's just not being known about forever. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's it's literally discovery and not in the way of, like, Columbus discovered America. Yeah. That was, no, well, like, Oh, look, so I've just tripped over a, tripped over a big great big landmass. Yeah. That's not what Columbus... I was about to say Columbo. That's not what... Just one more thing. That's not what Columbo sounded like at all. That, that would be an interesting take on the Columbus myth. <laughs> uh, cast, casting classic Peter Falk. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we, we're getting definitely getting off on one here. Apparently, in 1995, Gerald L. Geisen, or I think it is, he's a science historian, ran a story in the New York Times illustrating that Pasteur actually gave gave a misleading account on his preparation of the anthrax vaccine. And that is what they're saying is, shall be dishonoured. Shall be dishonoured. As in, somebody's stood up and gone, he was a bit of a... Bit, yeah. of a chan- bit of a chance of that Louis Pasteur. No. <sighs> no, I don't buy that one at all. No, I think I like that. I like the num- like the sixty six thing. The fact that Pasteur. Yeah. The, there was a name in there. That's quite nice. But it's not like it's something really rare. No. And something and the rest of it just doesn't work. As far as like factually. Yeah. It just does not work. Are you still trying to find other famous pastors? Yes, I've 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 found a list of them. Um, uh, do you recognise any of them? No. Okay, so there we go. I wonder why it's been assigned to Louis Pasteur then. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That is your highlight. I'm just closing up my iPad so you can hear the clinking, clinking. Um, so that is the that is a very, very brief highlight rundown of the predictions of Nostradamus. Those are the tip-top ones that wow. we think of in our like in our generation. Like obviously, at other points in history, people will have assigned different yeah, assigned ones, different meanings to them, uh, different meanings to those and to other ones as well that will have worked better for their time period. Yeah. It's kind of it's the same as anything you take. You, we as humans like to put meaning onto things that don't necessarily have meaning. Yeah. So that's what we see patterns we see where pat- there are not necessarily patterns. Yeah. So that's what that's what it seems like we're doing with this. I would have loved, because I I I always hope I still always <laughs> I have hope that one that there is that little bit of there is still for me a little bit of that kind of. The hope of something a bit supernatural, a bit spooky, a bit kind of yeah. that some people can see into the future. I mean, like my rational mind says no, yeah. but my heart wants there to be some truth. I, yeah, I, I think I think I agree with you in that. I think it's. Um, I want there to be some proof that there are these things that are more than the mundane. More it, than... it would be it would be great, wouldn't it? And I don't know what aspect of the human psyche. It is that makes you have this romantic yearning for, for there to be something non-scientific, something it's, supernatural, it's something spooky. As, but it's the same as the belief in a higher power. It's the same as the belief in a god. 
somebody that we have never seen, something mm. that is mystical and bigger than us, something that is greater that we don't understand, that doesn't mm. isn't isn't can't be scientifically explained away. Yet there is belief requires faith and requ- requires faith. And so, for me, I can understand why people have tried to Absolutely. find meaning in these predictions. Yeah, I don't buy it because they're too general. No, but I, I, I stand by what I said. I think to me they sound very much like the product of a very clever and well-read person yeah. who understands the cyclical nature of human events um, and is able to uh, is able to spin a good enough yarn. Um, and I, I don't want to get into the realms of did he believe or was he a crook? I think that's. No, I think um, there's. I don't think, I don't think there's matters. any value. No, in I, that. I don't think that matters. I don't think that there's any point in that. No, it is what it is. He wrote these predictions. It's probably given quite a lot of people have hope. Yeah, and so on over the last few centuries, people have sort of said, "Oh well, these things have these things have happened." They were always destined to happen because they were seen already by somebody. Therefore, there's nothing that could have been done to stop them. And I think in a lot of ways, as far as human nature goes, that is something that we we like. We like to feel that we have sometimes that we don't have control over everything. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's partly why the predict these predictions kind of work. Yeah, and and they've retained their popularity. They've retained their sort of cultural cachet. Well, more so during COVID, apparently the sales of his books went up massively. Unsurprising. Yeah. Totally unsurprising. During the pandemic. And there are some um, that people have looked at and are saying that it's they're about sort of earthquakes and natural disasters and so on that are going to happen in the future. But that to me feels very much like Mayan calendar, kind of yeah, end of yeah. the world, doomsday... There's, uh, you know, there's so many of those kind of things about, which the main calendar is something that I will probably look we're, into. We're definitely going to do a deep dive from, on... Either a deep dive or maybe another one like this. Yeah, just a, a mini-sode like on, on the long count. On, yeah. on the long count, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for doing that research. Um, I've really enjoyed it, but should we... I'm guessing that when you said you'd heard something, that was the recent red-handed episode yes yeah so, so let, let's let's shout out if you don't if you don't already listen to the red-handed podcast true crime podcast with hannah and saruti go listen we love them they are yeah. so good um and they mate i was about to say make true, true crime fun um <laughs> but not so much but they're, they're just incredibly engaged they're incredibly engaging very very funny and very very sort of down to earth as well. Yeah. And there's just, yeah. there's just and brilliant researchers. Yeah, excellent researchers. But yeah, they Good did um, they did a, uh, a little a thing on Nostradamus, and I was kind of listening to it in the background, and I thought, you know, actually that's kind of the perfect thing for me to just look into for this episode. Mm. So uh, yeah, big shout out to them for inspiring me. Well, and I it's... think that I fell asleep, so I didn't actually hear it all, but they, I was inspired before you know there was noise. <laughs> so so thank you, thank you, ladies. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed that muchly. A little, uh, a little morning's diversion into uh, into historical predictions. Absolutely, it's good. Very good. So, uh, yeah, thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. We will re-edit and sort out the 
Full, I think yeah. actually, to be honest, I think we might have to re-record it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're putting that off, aren't we, a little bit? Kind of like <laughs> we don't want to have to engage with that, but we will. Yeah, the, bra- the brain's kind of like, I cannot brain today. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll be back with that deep dive on the Ninth Legion and then... As soon as possible. As soon as possible, and then hot on the heels will be our investigation into the mummy yes. 1999 the mummy yep, film that led by me yeah that's gonna be fun too oh absolutely so yeah that's what's going to come up next but thank you for bearing with us i know that it has been a bit hit and miss as well as far as when the recordings come out but we do thank you for your your time if you enjoy what we're doing then please do leave us a review um give us a star rating you can find us on all those kind of podcasty places. Yeah, anywhere you get your podcasts, I believe, is the phrase that professional podcasters Not use. podcasty places. Let's go with that. Find <laughs> us in podcasty places. I like mine. I like mine. So, yeah, we're going to head off and drink more tea. So, that's it. So, thank you very much, and we'll speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.